0: Welcome to the Jam Session Radio Hour. This is your host John Landis. Tonight we have the second in a two-part performance and interview with trumpet player Alex Sipiagin. Alex Sipiagin is from Russia and he has had a long career in the New York area and also in Europe and around the world. A great trumpet player, played a lot with the Jam Session. We were very lucky to have him over time with the jam session. Many, many sessions he did. It was just so reliable and so great. Really sparkling sound to his horn. A lot of vitality, a lot of energy, and a great story really uh, in this uh, interview as it as it uh, plays and you hear it. And then you juxtapose it with some of the playing and playing of his influencers. And uh, he uh, he played with the September 30th at the at the church in Sag Harbor, uh, the New Art Church. Um, thank you very much for that and. I'll just list the people that he played with that day because he talks about them, but it was himself on trumpet, Jaleel Shaw on alto sax, Misha Tsiganov on piano, Boris Kozlov on bass, and Ari Honig on drums. So let's listen further to the performance of Alex Sibiagin some of that, some of his other uh, related music, and some of his interview. So right now we're talking about Alex is in uh, Vincenza uh, with his wife, Melissa, and they're in Italy. And um, he's, he has told us that he's had a, um, a long uh, appreciation and relationship with this part of Italy. And uh, tell us a little bit more about why, you know, why you're there and how long you've been there and, um, and why you enjoy it. And also its location, you know, relative to other parts of Europe.
1: Yeah, well, um, I've been uh, coming to Europe. I started coming to Europe on my tours. Uh, from New York, pretty much, I would say 20 years ago, plus 22 years ago. And, uh, you know, Italy, one of my favorite countries, for sure. And and, there's many things happening in Italy, a lot of jazz festivals, a lot of great musicians. And, of course, every musician who comes to Italy enjoys hospitality and a level of hospitality and and environment and everything. So... uh, I started coming to Italy more often, about 2005, and I met a few musicians around the Vicenza area. And one of those musicians was Michele Calgaro, a great guitar player. Uh, we, we did occasional tours, and, uh, and whenever I had free time, I stayed in his uh, in his girlfriend uh, villa, and near Vicenza. It's a very beautiful place, very relaxing, and they offer me to stay at any time I have some break in between in between the tour and Europe. So I start coming here more often, like I said, since 2005 or 2007. And sometimes I spend here a week in between Mingus Big Band tour and some other tour, and sometimes two weeks, sometimes we're doing tour with local musicians. So I've basically, uh, make story short, I fell in love with this area, and uh, and I had this some kind of dream in the back of my mind. Maybe one day I can come here and just instead instead of travel from New York to Europe every month, I can travel to New York and base here. Because uh, you know I am originally from Russia, and I moved to New York thirty years ago. And this location remind me uh, Russian land, like especially weather and food and. And everything, and it's closer to Russia, I can fly to Russia, it takes two and a half hours, I can fly to any part of Europe, and uh, as you know, in Europe, there's a lot of jazz activity going on, even now, during the COVID uh, times, you know, all the jazz festivals still happening somehow. Anyway, that's during the COVID, me and my wife Melissa, we decided to make a big move and uh, try to find a place here in Vicenza, and with the help of our friends we found, we found a great house which we uh, recently we in the middle of renovation it takes a long time, but you know it's it's all good and that's basically that's why i'm in here and I have a few teaching, uh, the few teaching jobs here when i do I, i'm doing residency in in Basel, Switzerland. Um, you know, the Academy of Music uh, as well as uh, in Amsterdam Conservatory so it really helps you know? and, and of course my, my plans come back to New York as much as possible I just came back from New York right, did a months of recording and very important concerts and I'm coming back for some more recordings in December then I'm coming back in uh, April for the extended Mingus tour, Mingus Big Band
0: Don't yeah. you have some stuff going on in New York in, in uh, November? Around here,
1: no. November, no, no, unfortunately, November. I am busy in the Europe. I have a bunch of festivals scheduled in Germany, then I teach in Switzerland. But in December, yes. In December, yes. You know what?
0: I was looking at your website, and I must have misread it. Maybe it didn't say. Maybe you it was 20, Maybe it was twenty twenty because you had like a yeah. Menge Day, November fifth, and you had dates November seventh. So, so I put that on. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm really apologize to everyone. My website having been updated for a while uh, and, uh it, it's probably like 2020 or 2019 even.
0: when is so that album what's the album that's highlighted on your website that comes up right away it's like uh, what is what's the name of it uh, i
1: think different. it's
0: probably,
1: it's no for skies yeah it's, no uh, for skies is that out it's actually came out uh, about maybe a year and a half ago it's, okay. uh, it's and since this album I, actually my new album just came out which is called upstream upstream uh, It's it's my recent quartet album on a Positone jazz label Okay. and last September I recorded my newest album which is supposed to come out sometimes in spring. So it's been like two albums ago. I'm sorry guys, (laughs) I've been behind.
0: foe Skies, so Nelfo Skies that makes sense because you're on the North Fork.
1: Yeah, I I decided to dedicate it to my my hoot, my beautiful experience, it was some beautiful moments while I was living near Riverhead in Aquabog.
0: The Jam Session Radio Hour is supported by Bayard Fenwick as a sponsor and underwriter. As part of the Terry Cohen team located at the East Hampton office of Saunders Real Estate, Bayard is well versed in the residential real estate market from Bridgehampton to East Hampton to Amagansett to Montauk. Bayard believes there are three parts to the value of a property, land value, improvements made to the property, and an emotional component. You can reach Bayard Fenwick at the East Hampton office of Saunders Real Estate at 631-324-7575. That's 631-324-7575. The Jam Session Radio Hour is also supported by Oza Sabbath Architects of Bridgehampton, New York. Oza Sabbath Architects both designs and builds homes, believing that a well-designed home suffuses our lives with the essential elements of balancing and recharging. Oza Sabbath Architects can be reached at ozasabbath.com. That's O-Z-A-S-A-B-B-E-T-H.com, and at 631-808-3036. That's 631-808-3036. You're listening to WLIW-FM 88.3 in Southampton, New York, Long Island's only NPR station. This is uh, an interview and performance uh, starring Alex Sipiagan and other members of his quintet who played at the church in Sag Harbor on September 30th. And thanks so much for joining the Jam Session Radio Hour. Okay, well, uh, let's let's go back. Let's go kind of quickly back to the beginning, to uh, your education in Russia. You're, you're getting into jazz there, um, and then you're eventually coming to um, New York, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so kind of take us quickly through that, and then through some of the experiences you had in New York. Um and then we'll talk a little bit about the,
1: the jam session and out here. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I moved to New York uh, back in 1990. And the reason uh, was uh Thelonious Monk trumpet competition. I, I was uh, chosen to be part of Thelonious Monk trumpet competition. This competition was the first trumpet competition dedicated to Louis Armstrong. And I sent a tape back in 1989, and I got ch- chosen uh, along with other 20 trumpet players, from, mostly from America. That's uh, Basically, this was, that, that, that's what really you know, helped me to make decision to stay in New York longer and try myself. How Here, did you know about the competition?
0: Was, How did you know about it?
1: You know, I, I, at the time I was studying in, the, in Moscow Music Academy and one of the teachers just passed me the application, he said, hey, really? I got this application, he just fill it out and send it with a tape. And I, I had I my tape, like cassette tape, which we record with my colleagues, and uh, I filled up this application and, and sent it and completely forgot about it. And maybe six months later, I got this big letter, you know, yellow American envelope with all those, you know, uh, music. And you invited, uh, you've been choosing to be part of this competition. It was a big shock for me. And and it, it was incredible, you know. I, I, I gained this confidence from this competition. And even more, all those competitors, all those trumpet players who have been playing this competition, uh, still in, in, in New York seen as an, you know, as a m- most important trumpet players, like for example, K- Kenya Rampton, he played in uh, Li- Lincoln Center Orchestra with William Marsalis along with Ryan Kaiser, who also both of them been part of the competition. Actually, Marcus Prieto as well. He was part of this competition for playing the same band.
0: They, is the competition every year?
1: No, uh, I think trumpet competition maybe every five years. because each they year. Yes, each year ah. is a different instrument. I think next year it was saxophones and then uh, ah. piano. Or something ah. like that. so uh, the Trumpet comes
0: around every five or so years.
1: Trumpet comes around. So this competition really gave me the confidence to, okay, I'm going to stay in New York and, and try to hang out, basically go to jam session and uh, for some, you know, very lucky reason somebody invited me, why don't you come to Gil Evans Orchestra at Sweet Basil and and I, end, I ended up sitting in over there and Randy Breaker was there at the same time and that's how I met uh, all these heavy musicians like Randy Breaker and Gil Goldstein was there as well and since this time I started playing in Gil Evans, or- Gil Evans Orchestra Monday nights and Sweet Basil Jazz Club pretty much every Monday uh, in the first in the first year, kind of free, just to join a band, and sit in, play a couple of songs, and then uh, gradually became a steady member of the band, you know, and from this, basically from this, the uh, Guillemot's orchestra organization, my career uh, had been started. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renzi re- Breaker recommended me to uh, Sue Mingus, uh, who was a musical director of Mingus big band, and Chris Hunter recommended to George Grun's cancer just band who was like leading big band in Europe. So just world is so small. I mean New York is, it seems like a huge venue, but just world is so small. So that's my beginning basically in nineteen ninety, 1990,
0: nineteen ninety-one,
1: nineteen ninety-two. And uh slowly, slowly, interesting. Yes, and slowly, 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 you know, I like a like a, any other just cats, just musicians, you know, I start playing some subs for somebody else. Like I said, Randy used to ask me to sub for him to many different, you know, uh, you know, rehearsals. And I remember once I sub for him, I did rehearsal with Eric Clapton. And next time I sub with Michael Breaker with his brother. That's how I you know, I end up meeting Michael and later, maybe 10 years later, I end up playing in his Green mm. which directed by Colston, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um,
0: is Randy, so you've had, you've known Randy since uh, the early 90s, when you first came to yeah. New York. And Randy Brecker is again, and Ada Ravati, his wife, they're regular players with the jam session. And with us out here in the East End of Long Island. Did, was part of the reason that you came out? I mean, what brought you to the Hamptons? Was it um, was it was it partially Randy, knowing that he was out here, he came out.
1: Uh, yeah, actually, Hamptons. Uh, it was Gil's fault. Gil <laughs> Gil Gil Goldstein. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, uh, we've been you know playing in Gil Evans orchestra and in Gil's orchestra, which uh, I think it, it's called Zebra Coast Orchestra, also, uh, and Gil uh, very often invited me to visit his house. In New Suffolk, in Catchogue, New Suffolk, which is such a beautiful area, it was my first introduction to North Fork, Long Island, and uh, it's, it's such a beautiful area. And and when I got married, my first wife, uh, you know, we decided to move there because mm. it was so peaceful, so beautiful, and affordable at, at, mm-hmm. at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: When was when was, that, I, when was that, I, Alex, it, that you moved there?
1: It, it was 1999.
0: Okay, 20 it, years ago. It was
1: December, December, 1999, something like that. Yeah.
0: So you you pretty much lived there in in Kachog or in Akabog, right? Um, for yeah. then did you know? Did you leave that area or did you go? Uh, did you stay there for 20 years?
1: I stayed there for 20 years uh, up mm-hmm. until uh, me and Melissa, my wife, decided to move to Italy, mm-hmm. which is uh, well, one year ago in March 2020.
0: Yeah. I had no idea that you lived there for so long. That's so great. So. Yeah. The jam session uh, at Bayburger started around um, 2006, so you'd mm-hmm. already been living out here uh, before you discovered us and, uh, and discovered the jam session. Uh, were you basically living in Kachog and then doing most of your stuff in New York?
1: Yeah, uh, I was in Aquabog. I was living in Nakhvabok and uh, commute to New York sometimes every day. It was kind of rough, but I was young and wow. it was okay. Well, <laughs> sometimes it's like that. But good thing about Ockerbock, I, I could actually practice my instrument anytime, you know, trumpet is very loud instrument and mm-hmm. I could could practice without mutes during the night. If I have a jet lag, I can wake up at five, go to the basement and, you know, and blow my horn as <laughs> much as I feel like.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> love good,
1: that. Yes, it's so a good part. To so why, why?
0: You, were the houses so far apart?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, house is pretty far apart. Especially when I practice in the basement with a closed window, nobody can hear me. Really? Uh, actually, up, actually, opposite. Some neighbors uh, was bugging me. Hey, man, why don't you open the window? We want to listen to some music. <laughs> and my, my, my next door neighbor, Kenny, is like, man, Alex, come on. So it was no problem with my playing trumpet. Yeah. Uh, it was, you know, blowing us loud as I could you know at that's, any time. That's so cool. Uh, I went a couple of times to uh, the Long Island sounds yeah. and, and blow my phone. It's pretty right. amazing actually. Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah. Gil Goldstein like, you said he, he, he was in New Suffolk and that and so you visited him and got to know uh, the area out here through yeah. him initially. So uh, exactly. you've, played, you've played a lot with Gil over the years he was a great guy.
1: Yeah Gil uh, quite often hired me to do various recordings he, you know, he's he doing a lot of movie scores and he asked me to play some trumpet parts. Sometimes, the you know, reason, you know, I joined Michael Breaker again because uh, one of the recommendations was coming from Gil. And also, you know, Gil, you know, gave me a lot of great advices how to be, uh, how to arrange, how to compose. And, you know, he's, he's one of the genius guys, you know, can give wow. me like little advice and, and you can just... He gives us advice and just okay now i know now i know what he means
0: <laughs> and he started on the accordion right i mean i know he's a keyboard player but he he does a lot of accordion
1: yes, yes he, i would say accordion i'm not sure if it's his main instrument but definitely right. one of his main instruments. One of his, yeah. Yeah.
0: You are listening to 88.3 FM, also heard on uh, on WLIW.org slash radio. This is WLIW-FM, Long Island's only NPR station. And we're listening to an interview interview and performance of Alex Sipiagan on trumpet. So... Um Anyway, fill it, Let's fill in a couple of blanks. Uh, when you were young, before you left Russia, tell us about your education in music there, and your your general education, and what kind of a situation you you grew up in there. And then, and then, obviously, you know, this thing with New York kind of came out of the blue, with the Louis Armstrong competition that brought you to New York, and then you fell in love with doing stuff there. But talk about the Russia part.
1: Yeah, uh, I was very lucky. Uh, when I was 12 years old, I joined orchestra after school program orchestra, and the conductor of this orchestra was amazing musician trumpet player. Uh, his name is Mikhail samaev. He was a classical trumpet player who played many, many different uh, symph- symphonic orchestras incredible musician, so uh, he immediately immediately recognized. Uh, I have a trumpet abilities. I have a because uh, from the first note I played, he said, "Okay, you can play trumpet." But other guys said, "No, you can play drums." And I was kind of upset because I want to play drums. But he he actually gave <laughs> me trumpet and and enforced me. Okay, you you must play trumpet. I see you tomorrow. Kind of. No, wait a minute. So, so had you
0: already been playing the trumpet at that point, Alex? Had you already played it a little bit? No, no,
1: you did, no he just no, gave you a trumpet. No, my, you put your mouth on it. He told you something. You know what? Yeah, what happened, it was, uh, I would say it was five people, five of us, five keys. He gave everybody a trumpet, and two of us stay on trumpet and rest play drums or some other instruments. So, when it, you remember it, so
0: you remember this well, I'm sure. You were 12 years old. You have a good um, memory of it.
1: Very, very good. I remember this very good. And first of all, I was uh, disappointed, but uh, maybe an hour later, I start to uh, love the instrument because this uh, teacher has special touch and special Way to introduce you know, music to you and and make a story short and two months later i i couldn 't wait when I go to the orchestra and play some you know whatever he tell me to do and what happened next, maybe two years later i I decided to be a musician, so I started preparing myself for classical college you, you can go to classical college back in Russia from age fifteen. After eight years of school, I can go to classical college and finish school in the college. So basically, we study music and study some other discipline. And uh, during study in the college first year, I by accident I heard some jazz. Some some friend of mine play play, play for me. Tape of Lee Morgan, Sidewinder. It's my it's uh, up until now. This is my favorite album, Lee Morgan, Sidewinder. Who's the, who's the artist?
0: Lee Morgan.
1: Lee Morgan. Yeah. And uh, it was a, a very funky cassette tape, uh, very very bad quality, as I remember. And it was very very hard to hear the uh, you know notes because it, it was all tape. But I still recognize beauty of uh, of the sound of the Morgan. And it's that's it. I remember this was my turning point when I really fell in love with jazz. Yeah. I think at this point, uh, I was already 15, like I said, 15 or 16. And uh, f- to continue to learn jazz, f- it was only one way to go to Moscow, which is bigger city. I- I'm from Yaroslavl, which is a relatively small city, uh, about 260 kilometers from Moscow, v- very cultural, Uh, city but mostly classical music is beautiful but Moscow has some uh, you know some in Moscow had some chance to learn how to play jazz it was some a lot of players uh, a lot of Russian Soviet Union players who who played jazz at the time so I I definitely had more information so uh, and I transferred myself to Moscow College and obviously it was... It's yeah between 15 and 16. Uh, 15 was my first year. 16, my uh, when I went yeah. to Moscow. Yeah. And uh, you know I spent in Moscow, I would say six years, and uh, I finished my college. I went to army, and after army, shortly, uh, you know, I I got this letter of, of invitation to competition. So it was very quick.
0: Did you get to play
1: music in the army? I play some uh, marching music. I was in the marching band.
0: Marching band. We, we so that
1: was, that was very gig That was your that gig was in the army. army. It was my gig in the army, but we still have, we still have to do all the other uh, stuff. Some other, like, right. all other stuff like around with the guns and all the stuff. But I, I, I'm, I'm very lucky. I didn't go to any war. It was like a near Moscow area, so I had to play trumpet all the time. So
0: right. So. Um, I, I want to go back to this this uh, seminal moment, this tipping point when you met uh, your teacher and uh and then you uh, s- something about the way you played the trumpet, having never played it before he mm. said well you're one of the one of uh, of the five kids there were two of you he said could play trumpet, mm. and was that because of the way you addressed it with your mouth I mean what was that
1: about your breath what what was it and so basically uh, what he did he he shows immediately certain technique how to produce a sound on trumpet and uh, two of us perform this right away and he recognized that's a that's the beauty of a good teacher he can recognize immediately who can continue and he and, and, and other guys was completely opposite uh, you know they didn't feel it at all I mean and he I remember he explained us very very clear what to do to just put your mouthpiece, put put your mouthpiece to your lips, and don't force yourself, and just try to, just try to execute very sharp with your tongue, and try to produce a sound. And I remember it; it would just happen right away for me. And I play this one note uh, very clear. <laughs> I still have this memory.
0: That is so um, cool. And yeah. uh, and so the other kid, uh, who also, um, you know, he said he chose him to play trumpet. Did he continue to be a trumpet player
1: no no he he basically he went to some other way he went to history uh, college and stuff like that but
0: so this this one album that turned you on to jazz um the side sidewinder right his name is lee morgan right Mm -hmm. trumpet player trumpet player yep yeah so uh still one of your favorite albums like you said but then once you heard that album did you like Just immerse, begin to immerse yourself in jazz.
1: Yeah, uh, it's not about. I I didn't really hear a whole album. I just heard one song, which is a title track. It was (laughs) Sidewinder, and this is completely. I had no idea how it's possible to improvise like that, and how it's possible to have such a cool sound. And the song itself was so cool and so beautiful. It's really, uh, you know. I don't know what happened. I just immediately recognized this is something I want to do. You know?
0: Right. Yeah. And Right. So, but then did you have access to other jazz music? I mean, how did you then get into, uh, were you able to just get deeply into jazz?
1: Yeah. Once I moved to Moscow, once I transferred myself to Moscow from my hometown, Yaroslavl, it was a lot more information. So we have a couple of very nice jazz teachers who provide uh, some recordings for us you know and you know you remember those cassette tapes so we save some money from you know from from whatever mother my mother sent me money for food just a little bit so save some money buy a couple of cassette and we keep re-record re- different material in those cassettes just to learn and so you were buying course, cassettes not albums not not records no, 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 album was not available it was there's no way to get album okay it's uh, Cassette this is the only source Cheaper. of music for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's cheap, and because of uh, it was limited amount of information, but limited but the best information. I remember I introduced myself to Miles Davis and Clifford Brown, Bill Evans, Freddie Hubbard, all those uh, most important albums, like a you know kind of Blue and you know Red Clay of Freddie Hubbard. It was limited information, but information was the best. So I have those uh, few tapes which I listen probably 10 times a day and I transcribe. I, I self you know, educate myself. I, I learn how to pronounce right articulation on in my instrument, how to, you know, it really helped to, you know. But later, when I,
0: you learn to read, music through the classical training you'd already had,
1: right? Yes, yes, that's correct. Uh, I started to read. It, it was part of the education of classical music. And even before I went to college, I, I, uh, we read music in a Martian band. So I already knew pretty well how to read. Yeah,
2: Right.
0: So before you had the seminal moment when you heard this out, this song, and you said, well, that's, that's unbelievable. Did you know about jazz? Did you know anything about jazz? Was it
1: just I that foreign heard- to you? You know, I heard some Dixieland. Dixieland. That's 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 about it. That's interesting. Like uh, some Dixieland, which occasionally was playing in my hometown. Uh, some underground Dixieland. Uh, you know, uh, in Russia it's very uh, common. Uh, back in Soviet Union, it was a communist Soviet holidays like a Revolution Day, November 7. and during this uh, holidays it was a lot of uh, people outside partying, like a parade. And some of the orchestra play some Dixieland instead of marches. It, okay. I, I was always fascinated. Wow, this is cool. This is kind of cool. Instead okay. of some... They playing, it was so interesting. So that, that was uh, my understanding of jazz at this point. And until I heard Lee Morgan, okay. Sidewalk. Leslie Morgan Sidewinder completely turned my head around.
0: Turned it around, wow.
1: Yeah.
0: We certainly are happy to have talked to you, uh, Alex. This has been a real joy, uh, and it's uh, to get to know you better and to get to know how your career has gone. Um, regards to your wife, who's also a favorite of ours. She's sung with the Jam Session and she's sung at uh, Barron's Cove. Um, and thank you again. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, John. All right. The Jam Session Radio Hour is supported by Bayard Fenwick as a sponsor and underwriter. As part of the Terry Cohen team, located at the East Hampton office of Saunders Real Estate, Bayard is well-versed in the residential real estate market from Bridgehampton to East Hampton to Amagansett to Montauk. Bayard believes there are three parts to the value of a property, land value, improvements made to the property, and an emotional component. You can reach Bayard Fenwick at the East Hampton office of Saunders Real Estate at 631 631- 324-7575. That's 631-324-7575. The Jam Session Radio Hour is also supported by Oza Sabbath Architects of Bridgehampton, New York. Oza Sabbath Architects both designs and builds homes, believing that a well-designed home suffuses our lives with the essential elements of balancing and recharging. Oza Sabbath Architects can be reached at ozasabbath.com. That's O Z A. S-A-B-B-E-T-H com and it's 631-808-3036. That's 631-808-3036. Well, thanks so much for joining us once again. This has this, this has been really interesting. I had such a good time interviewing Alex. Uh, so great. Living in uh, Vincenzo now in Italy. Um, lived for a long time on the North Fork. Uh, did an album actually called uh, Nofo, uh, which was out a couple years ago, has other albums coming out since. We'll be back in town in New York in December, December 14th and 21st at a club, a new club that I think is called Django, as in Reinhardt, uh, Django. Um, so catch that if you can. And certainly, hopefully, we will have him back here soon. Played so much with the jam session, we appreciate it greatly. So thanks so much to Alex and his fellow musicians. Thanks to Claes Brandahl, our music director for the Jam Session. Thanks to all those involved in the Hamptons Jazz Fest because Alex was uh, one of the last ones who played on September 30th and this season of the Hamptons Jazz Fest. And we look forward to future seasons as we um, raise what we need, the capital that we need to do it again next year, produced by the Jam Session. And uh, thanks so much to Rafael Alvarez for all his great work in recording and post-production. Thank you to uh, Silvano Monasterios for the use of his uh, theme song um, uh, for our intro and outro. Thanks to WLIW, and thank you to all of you listeners out there. Stay well, uh, take care of each other, and we'll catch you next time on the Jam Session Radio Hour. Good
2: night.